0: I believe that you are going to do that for us here today. If you have your Bibles today, I'm going to deal with a topic or a subject that um, I hope that will be a blessing to you. It is simply entitled Some and Others. (laughs) Some and Others. Let's go to First Timothy chapter four and verse one today. I want to ask you, how many of you today came expecting God to do something in your life? I mean, you truly came today expecting that God was going to show up just for you in this building today. How many of you really believe today that if you were the only person in this building today, all right, the only person in here, that God would have showed up just for you today? Do you believe that? Don't you believe God loves you that much that He would show up for you? Alright. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some somebody say some You got me. Psalm will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Now I want to leave that scripture up for just a moment because what a compact scripture that is. There's not a lot said. It's really... A short scripture to be honest with you. It is compact but yet it is so informative. In this one verse I could preach to you today multiple sermons. Can everybody see that? I mean we could go point by point, And I could preach a sermon on each one of the points that are made in this. Because in this verse it reveals to us a number of things that we are going to see revealed in the last Days. The context of this verse, the framework of this verse Literally shows us early and firmly It establishes to us that the Spirit is speaking to us In latter times or in the last days If I can say it that way This verse reveals to us that in the latter days There are going to be four dominant things that are going to take place In the world, all right. Four things in this verse. Now if I may, I'm going to flip it around just a little bit so you can really get context. So we're going to do it in reverse order. Are you ready? The first thing that's going to happen is devilish doctrines are going to abound in the world. The second thing that's going to happen is seducing spirits. Whether those spirits are of the flesh or whether those spirits are in the spiritual world. Whether physically or spiritual. There are going to be seducing spirits that are going to be active in the world attacking the church. It also lets us know that there is going to be apostasy. It will be alive and well even in the church. That means that there will be those that will fall away from the faith. That means that we'll have veterans, Christians that have been serving God for years and years that all of a sudden are going to step away and we're not going to understand why. And they're going to say, I don't believe in the church anymore. I don't believe in God anymore. I don't even want to serve God anymore. I don't even know why I did it for so many years. Apostasy in the last days is going to abound. But guess what else he said? While apostasy will accelerate, he says the Spirit... Is going to be alive. Did you hear what I said? In the middle of chaos. And in the middle of all these evil things going on. And all these false doctrines. He said my spirit. Is going to be alive. And it is going to be well. What a complex and hectic scenario that is going on in this little verse that I just read to you today. Welcome to the latter times. Welcome to the last days, folks. Because this is what it's going to look like. But the thing that I'm hopeful of, even when I see negative things going on, and when I turn the news on and all I hear is, is derogatory and negative and pessimism all around me, I always remember the Spirit said that I am going to be alive and I am going to be well. How many of you know it does not matter how much darkness may try to come and prevail over the church? Can I tell someone today that he will not prevail? For the Bible said, Matthew sixteen eighteen. one of my favorite scriptures as a pastor, where he said even the gates of hell shall. Not prevail against the church. Why will the gates of hell not prevail? Because the Spirit of God is going to be alive and well, and He's gonna be a wall when the enemy tries to come in like a flood. So, there is so much going on in here. So, we cannot say today that we have not been warned of what's gonna take place, all right? We, We have not, we understand that there's this oppression, this ominous reality. that is hovering over us, that is hovering over this world right now, reminding us that we have never experienced times like this before. It is this that is hanging over us that lets us know more now than ever, as I've talked about lately, not missing the signs. It lets us know that we are living in the last days. Do you believe that? Do I have people in this church that are much older than I am that could agree with me? That some of you saw some hard days. You knew about the Great Depression. You knew about, But you've never seen anything like you're seeing now. You're an eyewitness. You're a testimony for me of the past that I was not even living in. To let me know that times have changed. Things have changed. Something is accelerating. There is a difference in the air. And the truth is that everybody isn't living right. The truth is that everybody today isn't saved. I wish they were. The truth is that everybody isn't going to church. COVID proved that point. There are those that have walked away from the faith. There are those that even when COVID's gone, they've already made up their mind. They don't have to come to church anymore. They've already made up their mind that they don't need the worship anymore together in a place of house. But I'm telling you Hebrews ten twenty five, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And even more so as you see what? The days approaching when the later times, when the last days are coming. He says you need one another. Everybody isn't going to pay their tithes. Everybody, I hate to tell you it's a sad fact and a sad reality. But everybody isn't going to heaven either folks. You know, as preachers, it's tough sometimes because they ask you to preach funerals. I've had to do funerals of people that I didn't even really know. And you just kind of are like, hey, they in the hands of God Almighty. Y'all have heard preachers say that, right? But there's also been people I've attended their funeral, didn't even preach. But I knew good and well they lived like hell. I mean, they did. There were some bad people. Unless God had mercy in the dying breath, then people woke up in torment. Per scripture. not Not me, just per scripture. Based on the life they live. Based on their lack of confession of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We knew where they went. And I've seen preachers get up there and tell them. Oh man it's so good they're in heaven today with Jesus. Really? I hate to tell you everybody isn't going to heaven. Just because we come to church. Doesn't mean we're going to heaven. It's about what's going on inside of us. That's going to determine that. But on the other hand. Not everybody is living in sin. And on the other hand, not everybody is lost. There are a group that are saved. And on the other hand, not everybody lays out of church. And somebody said, well, you're talking about COVID. Forget about COVID. I'm talking about before we even knew there was a COVID. People didn't feel the necessity. They came to church as they wanted to. And you keep the doors open for me. When I want to come, I'll come. Come on, somebody. It wasn't a priority. Not everybody isn't is isn't not giving to the Lord. Thank God for those that are still faithful and they still give. And above and beyond they give. And the wonderful news is this. That while some may be going to hell. I'm glad to report to you that some others are not going to hell. There are some that are on their way to heaven and they're so glad today. And may I suggest to you that everybody... No matter the color of their skin or their status or their economic condition Can I tell you everybody can be saved But some won't be Everybody can have the victory But there's some that aren't going to get it Everybody can worship We all have an opportunity to do so But some are going to refuse to do it Everybody has a mouth and they could witness for Jesus Christ But they're not going to Everybody could be positive in this house today And you could go home and all you talk about is positive things And things that are going to be good for your family And blessings on them Not everybody's going to do that Some people are going to choose to be negative like they've always been Come on somebody Everybody can be productive But some are going to opt to be lazy Everybody can have a winning spirit But there's others that would rather whine and complain than win Oh there are everybody, everybody could be like an eagle And soar above the heights But there's some that are going to do like my little chickens They're going to pluck at the ground And the other day one of them got about this high and flew about 50 feet I'm like, wow He ain't no eagle Or she ain't no eagle, she knows it too Because just as fast as she went up, she came down just as hard Everybody has this in them. That God has given them that they can be successful. But there's some that will not do it. There will always be some. But thank God there will also be others. Are you ready for this? The principle of some and others is taught by Jesus himself in the parable of the sower And the reaper. Can I show it to you real quick? Go to Matthew there. Watch. Then he spoke many things to them in parables. I'm going to see if you see these these same words I see. Saying, behold, a sower went out to sow. All right? And as he sowed, are you with me? Some, right? Seed fell by the wayside. The birds came and devoured them. Some. Fell on stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they just withered away. And there's a sermon in all this. And some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up and choked them. Are you ready? But others (laughs) fell on some good ground. Oh, God. And yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirtyfold. I need somebody to understand this. The sower and the seed, there are some that fell by the wayside. It was hard, these people get bitter, they cannot grow. Some fell on stony places, it is shallow, and they take this shallow root, and when the sun comes up, they are scorched, and they die. They do not last. There are some that fall among thorns that are underneath the surface, and it chokes the life out of them. But it's a three to one ratio. But then God said there are others that fell into good ground, and they brought forth I need somebody to understand something today That you are a sower (laughs) I've heard people say Well I don't tell them to come to church Because I know they're not going to come You ever heard that Brian? I'd invite them But I know they're not going to do it Guess what? You're right Because when you sow seed There's some of those seeds that aren't going to take root. There's some people you're going to talk to it's going, to. it's going to give no results whatsoever. They're not going to come. They're not going to change. I'm not worried about the some. What I'm worried about is the others. Because there's some others that I can sow into. And God's going to give me a harvest. Somebody ought to say amen. Now watch this. This seed not only grew itself. But when the seed began to grow. This is good. The seed to be began to produce others. Are y'all ready for this? What I'm telling you is that so often, God has put us in a good congregation. God has put us in a place that I hope the Word of God is preached. And you believe that. And it's with truth and anointing. He's put you in a place To where people are playing for Jesus And singing for Jesus And and all we want to do is love Jesus So you've got some good ground to grow in Come on somebody But but, but see there's something about the story That we miss so often Because we oh I'm growing man I'm flourishing God's blessing me But there's something in the story that you may have missed That this seed began to yield Some increase Uh, What I'm trying to say to you child of God Is whenever you become part of the Other's crowd uh, you are not only going to grow in Jesus, but as you grow in Jesus, there's other people that are going to grow around you. they're going to grow with you because you are going to produce Woo. some of them there's a field in the field, there are wheats and there are tares. In Matthew 24, I don't have time to read it 13, 24 through 30. you can read it for yourself when you get home. Jesus continues the storyline. He talks about sowing and harvesting and reaping. He goes into this other one. He starts talking about the parable of the wheat and the tares. The obvious lesson in this text reveals this. That in any harvest there is a potential for some good and there is potential for bad. Right? The reaper cannot ignore the tares. But he cannot endanger the wheat trying to get rid of the tares. See, there's some churches like that, there's pastors like that that in order trying to get the bad tares, they've hurt good people. And God says you can't do that. So what does the parable say? He says the tares would grow around the wheat. therefore you waited until the time of harvest and then at the time of harvest you just pluck both of them. You never are to split the church over tares. You let them grow together and then the Lord of the harvest will come and he will do the reaping. So you cannot magnify the tares and the bad and the negative and also minimize the good. See that is exactly what people do that are hypocrites. That is exactly what people do. They talk about other people and they say, well, I'd go to that church, but this person or that person or that. What they have done, they have found somebody that talked about them, that gossiped about them, that's a negative person and they have tried to judge the whole wheat field from the tear. Are you all with me still? So I guess the question is, am I a wheat in the harvest field of God or am I a tear? I pray to God that every one of you are wheat. Because at the end of the day, I'm not the one that's going to do the plucking. At the end of the day, the Lord of our harvest is going to come. And He'll take care of each one of us individually. He'll say whether we were a tear or whether we were some good wheat. Oh, God Almighty. You cannot use tares as excuses for why you can't grow in God's harvest field. It's wrong. Because if you are in the same field and you are some of the others in good soul, there is no excuse for why you cannot grow. It doesn't matter what the tares are doing. Leave them alone. They'll be okay. There will always be some. Believe it or not, not everyone will have the best intentions for you. Not everyone will have the best intentions for the church for that matter. There will always be some of those. Elijah is is the remnant, a part of the remnant. You read the story. Elijah felt as though he was the only one left that would serve God. He's the only one left that will preach us in First Kings 18 and 19. Jezebel has slain the prophets of God. She's built these altars. There is literally idolatry is, is running wild and rampant in the streets. Idolatry is flourishing. Jezebel has brought all of her false gods back. Elijah went to her one day And you know the story of Mount Carmel He ended up cleaning house He killed every one of those prophets Slew every one of them at Mount Carmel Jezebel wanted his head And I'm telling you If Satan can have your head He will win the battle against you That is why it is so dangerous For you to listen to anything the devil says to you Because he knows if he can get the head If he can get inside of, can I say it that way? If he can get inside of your head and inside of your thought process and change your way of thinking, he can win. That is why Jezebel, she wants the head. But I want to tell somebody today, everything that the devil says is a lie. I need somebody to know today That in one version he said When the devil speaks he's a liar And the father of all liars The truth is not in him In one version he said When he speaks He speaks in his native language And his native language is lies Oh glory to God You cannot allow him to get into your head But I got to go on So Elijah prays this pitiful prayer I mean he's a man of God He's called fire down He's called rain down And he says, God, I have been jealous for you. In another version, it read like this. He said, I have zealously served you, right? In other words, I've done my part, I have stood up for you. But then he goes on and says, I, even I, am the only one left that is serving you. I've felt that way before. Have you? Have you ever felt alone? Have you ever felt isolated? Have you ever felt like nobody else cared that you were the only one in your own little bubble? That's why I called it a pitiful prayer because what that's called is a pity party. And we've all had them. I've had them all by myself. A little pity party. God ain't pleased with it at all. When I have my pity parties, you have your pity party. What we are doing, we are underestimating the power of our great God. God. And that's wrong. That's a sin to do that. a matter of fact, the Bible tells me. I don't have time to get into all that, but there's scripture to prove that. So God says to Elijah, hey, buddy, that's where you're wrong at. Because, Elijah, you need to understand. Yeah, I agree with you. There are some that have bowed their knees to Baal. There are even some of the prophets and some of the preachers that have quit preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ for a watered-down gospel and they bowed down to the God of this world and worshiped him. They've turned away from the scripture. They've turned away from good old-fashioned Holy Ghost preaching. There are those that are in the streets and they are worshiping idols. Some have done that. But God says to him, I have 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to Baal. In other words, what God was trying to say is there may be some that have bowed, but I've got 7,000 others that have refused to bow regardless of the idolatry in the streets. Woo. There are times when it seems that that they are hiding Can't find them But I'm telling you They're out there There's others Look at your neighbor and Say there's others There's others you're, you're not the only one You're not the only one Fighting the battle You're not the only one Struggling You're not the only one That's been praying And loving God And struggling in your ministry You're not the only one That's been doing it There's others out there That are still going to serve God Come hell and high water They're not going to give up their part of the remnant The blood bought Wash crowd And then we move on to my other point. We have this church called Sardis. Has anybody ever heard of that church? It's Revelation 3, verse 1 through 6. Jesus addresses them. Their name literally meant joy, right? But they had lost their joy. Is anybody in here today that lost your joy? Is there anybody in here today You used to be happy? You ain't anymore? I love using slang words. Ain't is a slang word. I know that. It's fine. You ain't got your joy no more. all right? You don't have that happiness anymore. That exuberance that you used to feel like when you were young and you wanted to do something for God. It is completely gone. You don't feel that anymore. You have completely lost your joy. This is where Sardis is. And the Bible says that they were dead. Are you ready? This is the the kicker. They were dead and they didn't even know they were dead. Outsiders can see what insiders cannot see. You could take something, you could take a broke chair and you could sit in the middle of the church, leave it there for 30 years. After a while, the insiders get used to that chair. That chair looks fine to them, right? I mean, the chair's always been there. That chair looks great. You bring an uh, an outsider to the inside and the outsider walks in and immediately they think oh my gosh that chair's so old if i sit in i'm going to fall that chair needs to be moved that's a safety hazard it's because outsiders can see what insiders can't and that is the problem with church is that we think we know everything going on but we really have just gotten used to the way things are This will preach like firecrackers, but I need to just move on. And here goes Sardis. And to them, everything is fine. To them, oh, we're as happy as we've always been. We still have church, man. We still worship the same, man. Everything's good at our church. And all of a sudden, other people start coming in. And they think to themselves, this church ain't too happy. Did you look around? Did you see that lady sitting beside us? She looked like she had sucked a lemon all morning. What's the wrong with these people? I ain't going back to that church. Them people, boy, they... Woo-woo. If that's the love of Jesus Christ and the hope of the world, I sure don't want their hope. They live in like all men most miserable. I can't have any part of that. But to them, oh, that's just the way, sister, Barbara looks. That's her normal face, Right? Is everybody still with me? Do you see where I'm going? And so to them, they have this, that they think that they are alive. The problem is that when other people come in, they see that they are not alive, they are dead. And that's the problem Jesus has with the church. And he is trying to see. they had a repetition. What is the problem? The problem, oh God. I've been to camp meeting all week. I'm sorry, guys. I may preach over my time limit today. I just got preached to so much, I'm pumped now, I guess. The problem with Sardis is they were living off what they used to be, not what they were. And I think so often we say in the church so many years that we start living off of what we have been, but that is not what God wants for His church. If we're going to have a reputation, my God. See, look what He said. He says to him, He says, I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. The reality was, they are dead spiritually. Some were very dead. Some were twice plucked up by the roots dead. That's the reality. But even in the middle of such a pessimistic story I just told you, they had some others. There was something that, the same as Elijah, that was called a remnant. And while some of them were dead, let me show you there were others. You have a few names. There are others in Sardis who have not defiled their garments. They shall walk with me in white for they are worthy. I want to say today, thank God for the others. I want to say today that some churches may be dead I don't want to be some church I want to be the other church that is alive I don't want to be some church that no longer preaches the truth I want to be the other church that preaches thus saith the Lord Come on somebody and give God praise in this house today I'm not some church, bless God, I'm the other church There will always be some. Look at 2 Timothy. Let me show you this again. I want to start verse 1 again. There are some that will embrace false doctrine in the last days. I charge you therefore before God and Lord Jesus Christ. Who will judge the living and dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Are you ready for this? He says in the last days. When false doctrine is abound. And when we have a seeker sensitive world. That they want you to do everything to make them comfortable. You never say anything that makes them uncomfortable. Never challenge them. Never talk about their sin. Preach the word. You know, I, I like English, okay, alright. And I'm a stickler. After I went to college and learned writing at a whole nother level. I'm a stickler for punctuation. I was just having a talk session with my son the other day. And I was telling him how important those those N words are. Those, those little N, little that exclamation, buddy. Paul says it with authority. He says it with anointing. It is not just, all right, y'all. Y'all go out there and preach the word, folks. Come on, pastors. Let's get anointed and do this. I mean, he's like, son, get a backbone. Get some anointing. Get in your prayer closet. Get a Bible and find God's will and preach. Thus saith the Lord. Be ready in season, out of season. Convince people. Rebuke people. Exhort people. That means lift them up. What that means, I love it. When someone's preaching the true word, they can preach it to you and they can give you a a rebuke. You can get a little upset at them if you want to. But before you leave the building, they exhort you and they give you a way out. And before you leave, you feel like you've been pulled up again. That's what he says. Sometimes you rebuke people. You exhort people. Keep long-suffering and compassion and teaching. For the time will come, man of God. Verse 3. That they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap for themselves and... Teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside the fables. There are going to be some, he's saying, that are going to embrace this false doctrine. Some will believe anything and everything that they hear as long as it suits their fancy. In Numbers 14, 2, there's going to be some who will whine and complain just like Israel. If only we had died in the land of Egypt or if we had died in the wilderness. We have it so good, folks, but we all have our moments of whining and complaining. We have a tendency to do so, do we not? Some people are just like that. There's some people who are going to give up and quit. Paul said, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world, and he's departed from me. Some are going to give up. Some are going to quit, regardless of the love that we show them. But I love what 2 Timothy 4 said. He said, only Luke is with me, and get Mark and bring him too, for he is useful for the ministry. I'm glad to tell somebody. He says, some of them have left me, including Demas, but there are others. Oh, glory for Luke and Mark. Don't ever think that the church would go under if you leave it. As a pastor, I should never be so arrogant and prideful as to think that if I leave this pulpit and if I walk out those doors and I don't preach the sermon next Sunday, that gap pill will cease to exist. God forbid. What are you trying to do? I'm trying to tell you there's others. Boy, some of y'all are getting it. Some of you are still looking at me like you still don't know the difference between some and others. If you ain't got it yet, I can't help you. There are others that are going to... Some will grow cold and indifferent. Revelation has already told us, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. There are some that once loved God, they are going to get cold and they're going to lose out with God in the end. I'm trying to hurry and close. But there will always be some, but thank God, there will also be the others. There's some that will embrace false uh, false doctrine. But there are others who will preach the truth. For John will come out in Matthew chapter 3. Preaching in the weirdness saying repent ye. Repent you for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There are some that are going to whine and complain But there's going to be others That are going to be positive and full of faith In the face of their enemy For the Bible said Though an army may encamp against me David said My heart shall not fear Though war will rise against me In this I will be confident For in the time of trouble He shall hide me In his pavilion In the secret place of his tabernacle He shall hide me He shall set me high Upon a rock God's going to bring me through this I'm not going to stay at the bottom I'm going to the higher place I'm going to stay positive There's still others like that There's some That are going to gossip And they're going to give up And they're going to quit And they're going to get discouraged And they're going to talk about other people in the church And they're going to quit on God altogether But there are some That will do that. But there are others who will stand for God even to the death. For the Bible said in Revelation they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives unto death. Meaning that they gave themselves for Christ. There's going to be some... That if you point a gun to their head They would look at you and say I recant Jesus But there's going to be others like Polycarp That they're going to tie to a stake And say old man you ain't got nothing to lose You might as well go ahead and recant Live out the rest of your day Say you never knew him But there's always those others that are going to say He ain't never done me nothing but good You can light the fire But I'm going to go to the other side I'm the one that's going to win this battle Thank God there's still some others there are some who will grow cold and indifferent. But thank God there are others who will pay whatever price, carry whatever cross, and do whatever is necessary to be counted among the faithful. I got to leave you with this scripture. There are some things that, I forgot my hanky this morning, I'm using an old paper towel. If I get white stuff on my face, please don't laugh at me. Anyhow, I've done it before is why I said that. Hebrews chapter 11. I want to show you all this for a leave. This is one of those things I can kind of let the word preach for itself. We're talking about the others. Are you ready? And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson, this is the roll call of faith, of Jephthah, also of David and Samuel the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness, they obtained promises. We talked about this the other week. They even stopped the mouths of lions. They quitched the violence of fire. Thank you for those three Hebrew boys. (laughs) They escaped the edge of the sword out of weakness. They were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trial of mockings and scourgings. Yes and of chains. Do y'all still want to be part of the others? Huh? Come on somebody. And we want to be a part of shouting crowd and people there. Oh yeah we rejoicing in our Jesus and we love him. Praise his name. But there were some others that are in chains. And there are others that did not escape the sword. And there are others that did not stop the mouth of lions. That's what God wants you to see. Verse 37, they were stoned. They were sown in too. A matter of fact, the Bible teaches us, allow me to show you the others. It shows us that James was, was killed by the sword. Paul had his head chopped off at the guillotine. The same for John the Baptist. Peter was crucified upside down. Isaiah is the guy that history tells us was one of these that was sown into the prophet. They were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheep skins and goat skins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented. That means they were literally having to hide their identity. They were being hunted down like animals. Why? Because they were the others. They left the psalm alone. They were okay. They adhered to what, and they did what they were told to do, like good people should do, right? But the others, but I love what Paul said. He said, of whom the world was not worthy. That's powerful. He's saying this world didn't even deserve to have these people in it. They were too good for this world. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens, caves of the earth. All of these having obtained a good report, a good testimony through faith did not. Receive the promise. Watch this. God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Now, I just read that you. I wish I had more time to preach today because God, I got too much to say. Can I tell you real quick what this means? My opinion. You've studied it for yourself. I am of the belief that what he is speaking of here is the resurrection. I'm of the belief. Now, Against what popular opinion may say. And it sounds good when we preach to talk about all those people walking on the streets with Jesus right now. I'm not so sure of that. I'm part of that crowd that believes, especially per this scripture. I believe that when it comes time to go to heaven, I believe that every one of us are going to walk into the gates together. I don't believe Moses has already seen what I haven't seen. Come on somebody, I go to prepare a place for you. When I'm finished preparing that place for you, I'm going to come again and receive you to myself. So what is the point of the resurrection? The resurrection is like this. The dead in Christ shall rise first. So, So you see my scripture. He says that God, they did not receive the promise yet. God has provided something better for us. That they should not be made perfect. Apart from us. Another word for that definition means that they would not be per- made perfect without us. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and then all who are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord, we shall meet them in the cloud forever. And what? And so shall we all be together with the Lord. My God, aren't you glad to be one of the others today? Play, I'm closing, let's stand. Will you be part of the psalm? Some <laughs> who will quit? Will you be part of the psalm that will complain? Will you be part of the psalm today that are going to give up? Are you going to be the others that are going to pray? Are you going to be part of the others that will witness? Are you going to be part of the others that aren't afraid to work for the Lord until He comes? Some won't. The good news is that all can determine now right here today this Sunday morning that you are going to be one of the others who will do that. See, I was praying and thinking yesterday morning early and this is what my thought process was. That there are some today that are going to leave this place the same way they come. It's the sad reality. It's the truth. There are some of you today, you walked in here with a burden so heavy, you didn't even feel like coming to church. But you struggled and you got ready and you came anyhow, right? Some are going to walk out the doors today. They're not going to receive the promise. They're not going to receive their blessing. Their change isn't coming because they've made it up in their mind already. They're going to remain with the son, But as I was praying The spirit just kind of Gave me that gut wrenching truth That there's others too <laughs> That are not going to walk out The way they came There are others That are going to leave their burden On the altar They're going to take it to the Lord And they're going to leave it there there are going to be others that came in here feeling puny and wasted and beat down and dead. But they're going to leave feeling empowered and rejuvenated by the power of the Holy Ghost. Which are you? Some or others? That's what I need to know today. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Father. Father. Speak to every heart here today in the name of Jesus. Today I want to ask you, Brian's going to sing for us. Some of you praise team may want to grab a mic. But I want to ask you today, if you're going to be part of the others, I need you just to make your way to the altar right now. If you're going to be part of the others, if you're going to be part of the others, Pastor, I tell you, I have been through some stuff. I have had to fight some battles. I have had some questionable days. I need the power of God to rejuvenate me. I need the power of Christ to heal me. I need the power of Christ to change me. I need the power of Christ to work in my life. I want you to make your way right now. Is there any others in the building? Is there any others in this building today? Any others in this building today? I got one other. Thank you. There's one other. Thank you for the one other. I always love the one other. Is there any others in the house today? Now, if you want to be part of the that's fine with me. I don't care. Whatever, whatever. Do whatever you want. If you want to leave with your burden, whatever. I'm just the messenger, folks. I'm not the one that does the miracle. All right? I'm not the one that has the power to lay hands and you be healed. I'm not the one that has the power to open blinded eyes or to cause dead people to rise. That's him I'm just the messenger I'm just the glove That every now and then he puts his hand in And uses me to do the work That's all I am And I just came with the message today To tell you You don't have to be some anymore I've come to tell you You don't have to be that person anymore I came to tell you today That there's a God in this house That can change everything for you And he can do it right here And right now Sing, Brian.
1: Oh, there's nothing.
0: nothing better than you. Come on, somebody. There's nothing better than Somebody lift your hand in the house of God right now. Somebody, wherever you are, just lift your hand and give God glory. Lift your hand and give God glory right now. Connect with the Spirit. Connect with the Spirit. Connect with the Spirit. God, I praise you right now. I just told our dear sister that was praying at the altar that when she came, I could see the burden. But as I was praying and as our dear other faithful were praying with her, I could see that burden when it lifted. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. And that's exactly what God has promised to the others. They're not the sum. Now, now now our dear sister could have chosen to, to go home today just like she came. She could have chosen to walk with that same struggle that she was having, all right? She chose to take that step of faith today to be part of the others and it is at that moment that I saw Jesus Christ do what only Jesus Christ can do. He lifted a load that had held her down for so long but it is gone now in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's somebody in this house I need you to lift your hand right now and say God take it from me. God take it from me. It is yours right now. I speak over the children of God. You will no longer walk in in fear you will walk in faith I speak over the children of God you will no longer walk with the burden but it has been released by the powerful name of Jesus Christ if you're part of the other shout hallelujah and give God a Amen. hand clap of Amen. praise Amen. Oh, that's not sing it Brian me. my God almighty Better. turn, sing that part.
1: You turn Turn
0: mourning to to dancing.
1: This is the God of the others. You give beauty for ashes. You You turn turn shame into into glory. You're You're the you're, you're the, the only one Sing it with us. Hallelujah. You're
0: Lord, you're the only,
1: only one who can.
0: Give God a hand clap, clap of praise. Give God a hand clap of praise. God bless you all. Shake hands and be friends. Won't praise